get ready to learn business strategies and insights from America's top entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders here at the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration Podcast. You are listening to M. Curtis McCoy, best-selling author, CEO of Best Cellular, and your host for Success, Motivation, and Inspiration. Josh Tapp is the host of the Lucky Titan podcast. He is dedicated to discovering and sharing the secrets that successful entrepreneurs use to manufacture lucky breaks in their business. He runs the Tribe of Titans, a community mastermind group to facilitate joint venture deals between his members. Josh, man, I am so glad to have you on the show today. Thanks for taking the time to be on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Super excited to be here. If you don't mind, would you tell me real quick about the Lucky Titan, the podcast and what you're doing? Yeah. So the Lucky Titan is actually our brand. We've built it all around the podcast and the concept of helping people to create these joint venture deals, right? Creating collaboration with audiences. Our whole goal is to help change the conversation online. You know, most of us know that flaming and ghosting and things like this have really created a negative environment in the online space. And because of that, um, overall, it just seems like there's a negative conversation. But the reason, and I'm under the belief that, you know, evil wins when the good man does nothing, right? And so I personally believe that if we want the positivity online to change, to be able to create a, a great environment for people to come to, they uh, we need the good people to start being louder. So our entire business, the Lucky Titan, is to help entrepreneurs who really are passionate about what they're doing to be able to expand their audience, expand their influence, so they can start changing the conversation in a positive way. We listened to one of your episodes last night. It was hard to uh, hard to stop listening before bed. <laughs> Glad. I think that one was with uh, Matthew, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, he was, he was a great one. Matthew Woodward. Great guy. Go check out. Jumblethink is his his podcast. Perfect. What is your personal definition of success? Yeah, for me, um, impact. Impact and legacy are really what, what drive me. Um, interestingly enough, so I, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Uh, my dad had done multiple, you know, network marketing companies. He had grown his own construction company, he had done, you know, just always in business. <clears throat> and for me, what was really cool to watch with him is no matter, no matter the business cycle, you know, when he was having those low points or those high points, what really was cool to see as his son was to see how much people loved him, no matter where he, how much money he was making um, and how influential he was. And for me, that was really cool. Um, you know, from speaking on stage to like begging somebody to be a part of his business or like begging for a project, right? Um, that that for me helped me identify that, you know, success isn't always about the money. The money's great. Um, I'm the type of person I don't really need to make that much to be happy. Um, making money's great. You know, everybody, I think you're lying if you say you don't like having money. <laughs> but for me, it, it completely lies within impact and the legacy that you're going to leave, you know, because I know when my dad leaves, he's going to have 10,000 people at his funeral. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> Can you share what steps you take daily to improve? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, if you haven't heard of John Lee Dumas, he's the, one of the world's top podcasters, um, Entrepreneurs on Fire. It's a great podcast if you haven't checked him out. But he has what he calls the Freedom Journal. And this journal kind of changed the way I looked at success. So we all know we need to have goals. We all know that we need to have habits that we implement daily. Um, but for me, I had never found a way that was simple enough for me to be able to incorporate into my daily life and still, you know, keep up with everything else that we have to do as, as busy entrepreneurs. And 
what, uh, if you haven't checked out his Freedom Journal, I think it's like 27 bucks, totally worth it. But it's like this amazing journal that has specific questions to answer every single day. So you open in the morning, you set goals. At the end of the day, you see, did these goals move towards my overall 100-day goal? So the Freedom Journal is, is to help you accomplish your number one goal in 100 days, I believe. Implementing this, though, allowed me every 10 days to... Um, to incorporate a new habit. So these are little things like, hey, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put my pants on, but put my, put the uh, the opposite foot in, right? So start helping with that left brain, right brain thinking, um, little things like that. And I was incorporating little habits like that. Um, and it, that was what really helped me to, to start to see that motivation more. And then at the end of the day, you could really evaluate the questions really help you evaluate, you know, did I, did I actually accomplish those goals? And are these moving towards that long run goal for me? Okay. I'll put a link to the Freedom Journal as well in your show notes if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go talk to GLD and say, hey, man, I've been promoting you everywhere. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, what's your advice for someone making an important decision? Well, that's a good one. The first thing that I would say to everybody is, does it fit your long run vision? Um, you know, you and I talked about this and I'll give a little bit of background on myself this way. When I, um, when I started my business journey, I was in college that typical, you know, in my dorm room, started a business type thing. <laughs> um, I, I built out a marketing agency. I got to the end of college, realized I couldn't make as much money as I was making my business by getting a job. So I just kept going with it. So I had to expand our team. And, but then one day, about a year later, I woke up and I said, man, I hate this. <laughs> like, I do not like what I built. I'm like, I love marketing by just the customer relationship and everything. And I'm like, why don't I like this? It's something that actually really excites me. But what really got me to to identify where I was at, I finally sat down and said, you know, why am I unhappy with where I'm at? You know, we're starting to see some financial reward. We're starting to see some um, impact. You know, it's starting to fill all those needs for me. But it just wasn't really the long run vision of where I wanted to be. I'm like, I don't want to be doing this in 10 years. I don't care if I'm making $50 million a year. I don't want to do this you know, the rest of my life. And um, what really happened was I was able to sit down and, and evaluate, you know, what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? Which weaknesses do I want to help become strengths? And then evaluating that for me allowed me to look forward and say, does this fit in my life plan? You know, is this really where I want to be? And Going back to your previous question, you know, for me, it's more about the impact. It's more about the legacy. I love helping people to win. That's one of my favorite things. Like, honestly, I think the most rewarding thing for me is when one of our clients or one of the people who's in our groups comes to me and is like, wow, thank you so much for making this. And that, like, that yeah. is so much more rewarding. Where if any of you have done marketing before, you never get that. You either buy yourself out of a job because you do too well, or they're mad at you because you didn't get a good enough result for them because they have outrageous expectations, right? Which I have to give you a little story on this one. It was hilarious. This lady wanted us to raise her on, uh, so, you know, Giving Tuesday, right? We just had it this year. She wanted us to raise her $100,000 for her nonprofit, and she had a $250 budget. Okay. I was like, man, if I could do that, I would not be doing this right yeah. now. Right? Uh, Start doing that for yourself instead. Huh? Yeah, I was like, yeah, give me 10 grand. I'll see what I can do with that. Yeah. <laughs> but she, uh, anyways, it, it's, that really helped me too. That was kind of a, yeah, I digress a little bit there. But the the overall thing is when you're wanting to make those decisions, and this is this is my personal belief, but it really has to align with the long run vision of where you want to go. And I don't think a lot of people have ever sat down and said, this, this is where I want to be. You know, this is my life vision. 
And I don't know if you're into vision boards or that kind of stuff. I don't, everybody has a different process. (laughs) Um, For me, you know, vision boards and those type of things help. But for me, I really had to just ask myself those hard questions. And what really kicked it into high gear is around that same time, I got a mentor to come into my life. And he um, he's a multimillionaire, amazing guy. Um, We have a lot of the same morals and standing and everything. So it's just really cool because he was able to help me be like, okay, it's not about the money. What do you what do you actually want to do? And that honestly, I think is something more than more valuable than about anything you can get is by getting yourself a good mentor. And you don't even I didn't even pay this guy. I traded him a little bit of work and he was he was like, yeah, I'll help you out. And then he just started liking me and did it for free. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. So there's there's a lot of value um, that comes from that. But that's that's a very long winded answer to your question. But I'm very passionate about that, that. And and I think a lot of people get stuck in this sunk cost principle, right? Where they're like, well, I've already put so much time into it, you know, which is hilarious. You see that in college a lot, you know, kids get one semester in and they're like, well, I've already done. I just got to finish now. And you're like, dude, if it's not for you, drop it. Yeah. You know? Not that you should drop college. I mean, I'm still an advocate of college, even though, um, you know, I don't really use my degree, but I think there's a lot of great lessons that can come from it. But anyways, um, people do that a lot in business, you know, like, well, I, I put blood, sweat and tears in this. I'm just going to keep beating my head against this wall that I don't love. You know, for me, what happened when we changed over to the lucky Titan brand, I mean, it was just clarity. I can wake up every day. I'm super excited to be here because I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I'm interviewing incredible people, but I'm also helping the little guy to be able to get connected with the big guy, right? That's, that is gold when you can make that connection with somebody. So, for example, if you've heard of Franklin Covey, um, one of the top leadership companies in the world, um, I know one of the, the executives over there, Scott Miller, if you've ever heard of him. I, I uh, interviewed him on our podcast. We kind of became friends. And because of that, I've been referring him people and he's been referring me people. But I was able to connect him with this guy who's just starting out in business, just starting his podcast. And he got to interview Scott Miller, who this guy's like multimillionaire, super incredible dude, right? Um, especially if you're in the leadership space. And that, that for me was, was one of the big rewarding things. He's like, you actually said, yes, <laughs> I told you. <ya. laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. So that's the rewarding part for me again, long winded answer, but that's why you had me on, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. We're, we've got a lot of the same views and same, uh, like same motivations there. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm really glad. Can you tell me about a specific moment that set you on the path you're on now? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of already touched on that a little bit, right? Because, you know, <laughs> of our of our change in, in business. But one of the big things for me was, and the scary part was when we decided to transition businesses, um, I did have to cut down on staff. I did have to take a huge pay cut for myself, you know, because we're going from making money to zero, right? Completely yep. having to start over. Luckily, you know, we have a network in place, that kind of stuff, but it it was, it's, it's scary to do that kind of stuff because you're, you're not giving into that sub cost principle. You're like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pursue what I want to do and I'm going to see the results because of that. So what I really, you know, appreciated about, about that transition for me was being able to, to look at the long-term vision, but being able to, for me, that allowed me to start connecting with the right people. And it, it's just taken off because of that. Um, and if you know this, I mean, I am a huge advocator. Um, she's, people who are becoming a podcaster or creating a YouTube channel or a Facebook group, because when you do that, it creates the opportunity for you 
to to get in connection with some of the top minds in the world. And that, that for me was gold, you know, being able to take these people and bring them on our podcast really changed the trajectory for us. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've noticed a, uh, the same thing. A lot of benefits that I did not expect come from having the podcast. Just yeah. incredible connections you can make by helping other people instead of instead of doing it for your own, yeah. own benefits. Well, that's actually our entire platform that we've built our entire business around is helping people to do that because a lot of people, so I mentioned John Lee Dumas earlier, right? I, I got to sit down with him. Uh, he's the number one podcaster in the world, basically, <laughs> in the in the leadership space, or excuse me, in the entrepreneurship space. But he sat down with me and kind of picked apart our business, which, you know, some people get scared by that. I loved it. I mean, he was telling me, he's like, that's crap. That's crap. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He asked me, he's like, how many podcasts have you been? And I said the number. And he's like, that's pathetic, man. You need to triple that. <laughs> like, I don't even have that many hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, really, really interesting session. But we were talking about, uh, you know, the trajectory of, of where business is going today. And everybody is out to try and like, I want to get a million people to listen to my podcast. I want a million people on my uh, my Facebook group or what have you. And he's like, the day of you know growing these ridiculously huge lists and having um, you know sponsors is how you make your money. He's like, that day's over. And I was like, yes, this is exactly what I teach people. So it's really nice to hear him say it. But uh, it, it's it's converted now into you need to be focusing on like getting a thousand raising raving fans. They listen to every episode or they watch every single YouTube video or what have you. And then you need to learn how to monetize day one. And a lot of people get scared from, oh, I how do I monetize or should I monetize? Or are people going to not be interested in me monetizing? The reality is if you're selling something worthwhile, you need to learn to say, okay, I'm doing this because they need the skin in the game to actually do it. I can give you a great example of this. So we're working with this lady right now. Um, she's made... She started over 10 companies and taken them to eight figures. Her name's Christine Parakis. So we run a mastermind for her, but she gave me a course for free that uh, she usually charges like $10,000 for because we've been working for her. Um, guess how many times I've hopped into that course? <laughs> Maybe twice. Uh, and it's an incredible course. Like I would sell all day long, but because it's free, I don't take the Nobody, time yeah. to go and use it. So for me, I, I prescribe to that if you're if you're being charged enough money, like you obviously don't like take people's wallets and burn it, right? You want you want to give them something truly of value, but I prescribe to the model of, you know, it's like a hundred dollars a month because that gives you enough skin in the game for most of you know your average person's like, that's quite a bit of money, you know? Mm -hmm. They they put that skin in the game and then they They'll make sure they're there every week, every month, because they're like, I'm paying for this monthly. You know, <laughs> if three months slip by and they haven't used it, they're like, dang it, now I'm going to have to get off, but I just wasted $300. So it's not even so much of, oh, this helps me get money. It makes them make sure to use what they what, what you give them. But anyway, so we teach that to our audience because that's that's truly how you're overcoming this for people is, is or overcoming really the... I guess the podcast or sponsorship lie really is that you have to have sponsors to win. Obviously, once you grow your podcast, if you're getting 50,000 downloads an episode, of course you should sponsor it, right? It's just an extra revenue stream. But if you're relying on that, you're focusing on the wrong things. You're focusing on, I just need bulk people listening to me instead of, I need five people who are just loving what I do right now. Because if five people will listen to every episode of your podcast, three or four of them will buy from you. If you were to say, hey, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, I do 
Um, I do group coaching. I do a mastermind. I have this course. You know, they're going to buy from you because they know they know I can trust you. And that for me is where we completely have transitioned um, our direction as well. So I I just I like promoting that to people because if you're not you don't have a platform, you're not doing it right. <laughs> cool. I love that. That's a great great advice you've given. Um, if you could recommend one book for our audience, what would that be? Oh man, Talk Like Ted by Carmine Gallo. Um, if you haven't read that book, it like I I'm a reader, so I like to read lots of books. I'm one of those people that if I like it, I don't stop until I'm done. And this one, I I couldn't stop till I was done, but I read it like four times because it's such an incredible book. So what they did is they analyzed, if you're a TED Talk listener, they analyzed the top 200 TED Talks and identified the nine key points that every speaker um, has when they when they're when they're presenting to an audience. This is whether you're presenting for a business group, if you're selling something, if you're a podcaster. And for me, this book completely changed the way that that I quote unquote preach, you know, <laughs> on podcasts, because it's a lot of things that we know, but they put it into a way that you're like, oh, this is the structure in which you should be building out your presentations. Um, so I would highly recommend that to everybody. Okay, I'll put a link to that in your show notes as well, if you'd like. Yes, sir. <laughs> what character traits do you value the most? Oh, and, and somebody, um, I would say definitely integrity. That's number one for people. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times, especially as a marketing agency, when we do things for free for people because they said, yeah, I'll pay you after that. And they just disappeared. They took what we had and left, you know, and great people too. So, I mean, integrity for me was, is probably one of the biggest things. Um, that's a really great question though. I think integrity and forgiveness with people, because if you can learn to forgive yourself and you can learn to forgive other people, you're going to start having more integrity in my opinion. <laughs> okay. I love that. How do you push through tough times? For me, uh, my wife, <laughs> uh, my wife is pretty much my rock. I've, uh, yeah, this is might be a little bit more transparent than you want to know, but I have, uh, I've had anxiety most of my life. I uh, never knew it until the last six months because I finally had just like a mental breakdown one day and I'm like, what is my deal here? <laughs> um, but when those times get really hard, it's really nice to have a rock that you can go to. That doesn't have to be a spouse. Uh, I know some people don't have that luxury, but um, you know, having a mentor or somebody to sit down with, that's that's what really helps. Having somebody to just say, you're doing better than you think you are, you know? It's not about this result that you're frustrated about. It's it's about the, the impact, right? You know, bringing you back to your core beliefs. That's awesome. Uh, now, this is my favorite favorite question to ask successful people. Oh, what inspires you? Inspires me. I am completely inspired. And I've mentioned on, by this already, but um, by other people winning because of the results that I was able to provide for them. Um, that for me has changed the game entirely because it allows you to say, I've completely given up my selfishness and decided to focus 100% on, on a person. And everybody's like, oh yeah, you should focus on your customer. And I'm like, for me, so for example, we have our community, it's called the Tribe of Titans. I wanted to call it like the family because literally every person in there, I would hop on a call with right now. I have no problem doing that. And I've done it multiple times because most people just don't ask. <laughs> but I'm more than willing to give my time to people because I'm like, I I love helping people. And I love seeing them win, especially when I was the one to be able to direct them <laughs> the right way. Even if I wasn't the one giving them the counsel, but I'm like, hey, this guy, he knows how to solve your problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That inspires me. Cool. I love that. 
how do you manage and prioritize opportunities? That is a hard one as an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can give a bad example of that to start off. So I, um, I actually own three companies right now. Um, I'm a silent partner in our marketing company. So that one's nice. I don't really have to do much. I just kind of refer them people if I need to. Um, but right before we made this transition into the Lucky Titan, I, uh, I got approached about this really awesome company uh, based out of Hawaii. They wanted me to, to become a partner in it. And so they gave me 30% equity to basically handle their marketing and everything for them. I love this company and I would love to stay with it forever, but it doesn't completely align with um, my, my long run vision. It's just kind of a money making business you know, on the side. And it's great because it provides a great income for us, but it's one of those things that someday I'm either going to have to sell out of or something because I've realized this. Yeah, it's it's about sticking to your lane. What's the one thing that you want to do? What's the one business? And I know that you know the chasing what do they call that? Chasing the white rabbit, or I can't even think of the phrase all of a sudden. But anyways, it's it's going after the shiny object. That's the shiny object syndrome. I know as entrepreneurs, and for me, I mean, we get about four or five opportunities a week right now to become full-on partners with people. With those people, the way that we manage that is we create joint venture partnerships with them. So instead of them saying, hey, uh, let me give you equity for this that I, th I think that having you do this for me would make us win, you know? We've decided to say, okay, you, you, you're asking me for what you want, let me give you what you need. You know, you don't need me to be personally there all the time. But if you will you know, if I can get you a joint venture deal and we, we do an audience collaboration deal where I promote you and you promote me, I'm going to provide you a ton of customers. That's going to be able to kickstart you. You're not going to need the cash from me. You're going to be able to come up with the cash right off those customers and then you can grow from there. You know, but I can still be your friend. Once we made a joint venture deal, I'm always available for you. You know, you can call me up or whatever we got to do to, to make sure that you're winning. That's how we've been able to manage it because that allows me to still be involved with these incredible companies. And eventually, if they're really starting to succeed at a high level, you know, I, I could put in some money if I wanted to and, you know, become an equity partner. But it allows me to not get so tied up in so many different companies. That's awesome. That's great advice. What advice would you give to your 18-year-old self if you could go back? Yeah, this question is always hard for me. <laughs> um, I try to live my life intentionally. That's something my parents have ingrained in us forever. You know, it's, it's like no regrets, you know. You always make the decision. You're like, you know, even though it was a stupid decision, I made it with full consciousness of mind. <laughs> but uh, for my 18-year-old self, one of the things that I would would talk about is, you know, make sure that you're focusing on on the impact, right? You're, you're focusing on the people um, more than just taking care of the immediate need. I still have to tell myself that all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just because a lot of times, like we've talked about in this interview, you, you can get really hung up on, especially, yeah, and, and this is the hardest part as an entrepreneur, when, when you're not making enough money to provide for your family, that is a scary thing. And when I'm in that situation, <clears throat> when I've ever been in that situation, I hate it when people are like, it's not about the money. And you're like, it is about the money for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm not, I don't need to be a millionaire. I just need to make like three grand a month or whatever to, to make my family survive. Um, and that for me, I, I know just for me, like being able to tell my 18 year old self, like if you'll focus on the impact, you'll focus on what you're good at, the money will come. And it is so hard to have that patience to do that. 
Um, I just I prescribe to the belief that if you'll be resourceful instead of having resources, then you'll be able to you'll, you'll be able to create that money because the problem with a lot of people is they're like, okay, I've got to make three grand this month. What do I do? If you're trying to do that in one month, go back and get a job. You're not going to be able to do it. What happens is if you say, okay, if I can buy myself three months to build an audience, three to six months, and start to do these audience collaboration deals, I can guarantee that I'm going to to survive this, you know, this tough time of my life. Um, and that's being resourceful so that you can buy yourself the time. Perfect. That's again, I keep saying that's great advice. That's great advice as well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we've got thousands of young folks that are, you know, 14, 16 years old. I've got a kid I'm interviewing later this week that's already published books on Amazon and wow. uh, already very wealthy, you know, from his own work at 14 years old. Right. But the majority <laughs> of us are not, didn't end up success or didn't start out successful like that. So that's, you know, I'll definitely share this episode with a lot of awesome. younger folks that are listening. I'm curious to see how a lot of those people, what, like, I love seeing those, you know, 10 year old or 14 year old millionaires and you're like, I just really want to see how your life goes. Like, what are you going to do with it? You know, yeah. what's the money thing is taking care. You never have to have that stress. What do you do with it? I, I really hope a lot of them go on to legacy, right? They're focusing on taking their money and making something cool happen. But. Yeah, absolutely. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Is that through the lucky Titan.com or? Yes. Yeah, so the lucky dot, excuse me. Lucky Titan.com is kind of our, our overall brand website, but the best place to get in contact with me, honestly. So if you go to tribe.thelucky.titan.com, that's um, our free community that we have uh, in there. I actually communicate with each individual person. I help connect them with people who they can either get podcast deals, so they can get guests on podcasts. Um, they can start creating these joint venture partnerships, finding other people who have like-minded people in their audience so they can, they can grow their business. This works really well for, so for you said, you know, you're about to launch a, you're about to launch a book, another book. Um, putting out a book can be super hard, <laughs> especially getting, uh, getting people to buy it. Right. And once you've got a name behind you like you do and you already have an audience, it's not the hardest thing to do. But if you're wanting to launch a book, go on 50 podcasts. And a lot of people get intimidated by that. But literally, you need one story. And you'd be surprised when people ask you questions. I mean, you can tell with me, I'm not the best on camera, right? I'm not the best speaker by any means. But being able to share my passion. And if you've written a book, you're passionate about it. (laughs) You definitely have some passion if you're willing to sit down for months and write a book. you know. So... Anyways, they can they can take that um, that group. I'm actually accessible in there at any time. You can shoot me a message or tag me in a post or something, and I will respond to you. I'm very active in the group. Um, that's the best place you can contact me. So it's tribe.theluckytitan.com. Perfect. Well, I'll, I'll put a link to uh, – you'll, you'll have a lot of links in your show notes here. <laughs> <laughs> at least one or two of them are mine, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thanks again, man. I sure appreciate you being on, and just thanks for, uh, thanks for the time you spent today with us. Yeah, for sure. Really excited to be here with you, man. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Success, Motivation, and Inspiration podcast. And head over to successmotivationinspiration.com for show notes and more tools to fuel your passion.